Alright guys, pictures up. Pictures up! Pictures up! That's roll sound. Rolling! Rolling! Sound speeds. Camera speeds. Two. Awesome. Take two. Mark. And action! Welcome to the Penn Cinema Podcast. Your behind-the-curtain connection for movie news and reviews. Now here are your hosts, Penn Ketchum and David Moulton. Oh, welcome to the show. I'm David Moulton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. What's, What's up? up? <laughs> David, I feel compelled yeah. to apologize in public. Uh, please do. Because... You know, you do something wrong. Yeah. You do wrong by somebody. Right. It's not enough to just say, oh, I'm sorry. Right. It's You need to announce it. I mean, you should. Right, right. Yeah. So I will now here in front of all of our listeners. Mm. <laughs> all of our listener. All of our <laughs> listener. <laughs> I will apologize for doubting you. <laughs> I, you know, apology accepted. Yeah, accepted. Good. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. It uh, means a lot to me. Right. Uh, it'll go far. Right. I'm going to put that on my resume. Right. That and $2 will buy you a cup of coffee. No longer doubted. Right. That's what it says on your new business card that you just printed up just now. <laughs> right. It says David Moulton, undoubted. Undoubted. Yeah. <laughs> Not and undoubtedly. Yeah. It, it, Asterix by pen catcher. By pen catcher. <laughs> that would be that would be then a great name for a book. Mm. Undoubted. I'm sure it's been done. You has don't it? Think? Has Un it? Unbroken has been done a million mm. times. Unforgiven has been done. Undoubted. Undoubted. Undoubtedly doubted. Where's the abacus when you need him? Well, first off, <laughs> let me put this out there. <laughs> oh, God. I saw the abacus. Eyes <laughs> sunken in. Right. Dark. <laughs> Obviously. Dark. I'm not sure the last time Obviously. he saw sunlight or ate. No. Right. And, and he said, <laughs> he was shaking. Right. right. He said, Please, sir. <laughs> Don't call me Abacus for a month or two. <laughs> I've listened to, to way too much. <laughs> so he needs a break. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, then forget it. Yeah. Abacus, you're off the hook. Right. I think Sophie DeRisi would be a perfect Ooh, soap on a rope. Soap on a rope. Could let us know if there's ever been anything by called Undoubted. Please, please. Man, what a week of news. And by week of news, wow. I mean... W-E-A-K. Yeah. What a week. A <laughs> week. Yeah. The strike's hitting us, man. We're feeling it. But here we go with what little news we have with something that is probably going to rock your world. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> Sharknado gets a 10th anniversary theatrical release. Now, I thought, big announcements. This wow. is coming up like... Right. Who knows? It's going to be next, next week. month. Yeah. Sorry. It's like two days from now. Right on the heel of the Meg. Too. Right. But they did come up with a nice poster for it. Did mm. you see the poster? No. It looks like Barbie, but it says Sharknado. <laughs> and they're driving in the car like Barbie, and the, there's, <laughs> there's a bunch a, of inflatable shark sharks. in the background. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, that's great. Yeah. Sharknado is one of the things, I say this like kind of sincerely, mm. even though I hate it. Sharknado is one of the things I love about the movie business. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, Really? We're doing this? 
okay. Okay. But then people come out and they have fun. And then you're like, Shut you know, and they sit, in, they sit in a theater for an hour and a half and forget their worries. And what's, right. what's the difference really? Cause we're always like anti uppity. Right. right. We hate the uppity people. Right. But what's the difference if they're coming in and watching Sharknado and having a great time versus watching any other movie? Barbie, the Nay, the Meg, the Oppenheimer, the Oppenheimer. The Oppenheimer. A lot of people don't know that's the actual title. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, it has to do with where our opinion lies on the person. Oh, God. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. That's, that's the difference. Yes. That's so true. It's weird, huh? Yeah. How that works? Yeah. We, right. Wow. We always give leeway to people we like. <laughs> exactly. And if we don't like you, then to hell with you. What's up? Get out yeah. of town. Right. Why right. are we even here? Now, here's my, my question. Yes. Where's the room for this? Look, all, we're going to get into like things slowing down because of things that are happening. But right now, mm. we're packed. Right. The, the parking lot is right. packed. Right. The theaters are 15 packed. 15 screens booked. Yeah. I could use a 16th screen. Where are you even going to show this? I'll go a step further. Yeah. You could ask me a different question. Yeah. Did you even know this was happening? <sighs> <laughs> and the correct answer would be no. Yeah. I did not. I, at first I thought, oh, this would be this is like perfect timing for whatever when I thought it was like next month. Right. When, as things start to kind right. of slow right. down. Great idea. But no. It would be great, like it would have been great to like make the announcement with the Meg too. You yeah. know, like go on that shark theme or even announce it like a few weeks ago they had Shark Week. Right. You know, like like somehow tie it into some other larger thing, announcing it in September. We could run trailers. We could have had that poster up all all month, you know. Yeah. But instead, I'm sitting here telling you now a listener who's a the a, listener. A cynical type right. could doubt me and mm. say, Oh, well, he obviously isn't doing a good job. Like, well, no, I'm pretty on top of titles. Right. Like that's that's literally my number one job here at the theater. Right. Oftentimes, if you take a microscope to the right. title, right, little it's one of those counterfeiting things. Right, right. Little tiny pen. Yep. Right on top. Of yeah. It. Right. Right on top of it. Yeah. Hold it up to the light. You'll see me. Yeah. You know, exactly. doing tai chi or something on top of the title. <laughs> All right. So Sharknado. Okay. You know what else is getting a re-release? What's that? Jurassic Park. Really? How do you feel about this? It's a 30-year anniversary. It's the original Jurassic Park. Mm. They're re-releasing it in 3D, and they're re-releasing it as a full-on national, like, like they're spending money promoting it. And Didn't they just previously re-release this for something? Well, they have re-released various, various iterations a million times. Uh -huh. And I think what's special about this, let me back up. I don't really think there's anything special about this. Right. But what I think they're trying to say is special about this is, first of all, it's a 30th anniversary. Uh -huh. And second of all, it's all 3D. So there's no 2D options. But, uh, all right. Okay. I will say, I think Jurassic Park is one of the, the great forgotten franchises. Uh, what? I think when you look back at Jurassic Park, it was... In 1993, when Jurassic Park came out, that was a huge deal. And I overlook it when I'm considering great franchises. Okay, okay. I, I tend to overlook Jurassic Park, and I think it's an amazing franchise. I thought you meant, like, they don't make them anymore. And I'm like, you do realize they still make them. No, no, no. I'm not saying that at all. It's not really forgotten. No, no. I'm saying 
the the good old days. Ah, uh, okay. Much like many of our franchises that yeah. started out, you know, top of the world, yeah. and here we are, thirty years later, still cranking out derivatives. You know what it is? I think mm. Jurassic Park <laughs> is such an amazing standalone film mm. that people often forget that there's right. that that there's more of them. So you think of greatest movies of all of your child, well, for me, childhood or whatever, yeah. Jurassic Park, sure. Greatest movie franchises of your childhood, I probably wouldn't think of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you don't To me, it's just Jurassic Park. Right. It's not yeah, the Jurassic Park trilogy. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I think, if I remember correctly, that me and Amy saw this at a drive-in. Whoa. In 1993. I think we were up in uh, in the Reading area. Just smooching away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, nothing, nothing wants you to start making out like... <laughs> Jurassic Park. That's what I'm saying. You know, <laughs> well, that's what you're saying. That's, that's what, what I'm, I'm saying. saying. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of making out, yeah. uh, Danny and Michael Philippou. Mm. Philippou? Philippou? Philippo. Philippo. Philippe. 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 Wait, can we just start over? Yeah. Speaking of making They're out, brothers. Danny, <laughs> that makes it even better. Yeah. Danny and Michael are officially Danny and Michael P, as their friends call them. Mm. Mikey P. DMP. DMP, thank you. Yeah. I didn't want to, you know. Yeah, yeah, we got there. We got there. Yeah. DMP are officially working on. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Are you sitting down? Mm, hold on. <laughs> DMP are officially working on a Talk to Me sequel for A24, and there is already. This is the sit down part. Yeah. There is already a prequel shot. Yeah, so apparently they filmed the movie, and I'm not sure if there was enough of it that they were like, they filmed like a backstory or yeah. something, and we're like, oh, this could easily just be another movie, so they just made it. Right. <laughs> or, or if they just had enough edited stuff that they could form it. There's the, the rumors are that nobody's sure exactly how long or how like produced the prequel is but apparently when the movie came out they're like oh and it was after a good opening weekend they were like oh well, we already filmed the prequel yeah yeah so now there's gonna be a sequel okay i mean i heard great things about it. i haven't seen it mm. but i'm gonna it's on its way it's sort of on its on the down part of yeah. the curve uh at penn cinema the bell curve um so it's on its way out but it'll play another week or two do you think that they're gonna be it's gonna be like talk to me and then like Yell at me. Right. Shout at me. Shout at, scream at me. And the prequel is whisper at Listen me. Listen to me. Whisper to me. Yeah, whisper to me. <laughs> whisper sweet nothings. Yeah. Live, laugh, love to me. Right. Yeah. Eat, pray, love to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's just a matter of time. What, what do you call it when you, uh, when you like communicate telepathically to me? <laughs> Psychic link to Psychic me. Psychic link to me. <laughs> Marvel Studios. I remember them. You remember those guys? Remember, they used to be huge. Yeah. There was a time when they were like it. They were the it crowd. They were the it crowd. And when there was a Marvel movie on the calendar, you knew that your year yeah. was going to revolve around that. Right. And now when there's a Marvel movie on the calendar, you know that it's going to be a good weekend. Right. But some might say that visually mm. things have gone downhill. A inconsistent. Bit. Yeah. Inconsistent's a good word. Yeah. For that. And it's come out that it's because the VFX people are way overworked. Which I think we talked about on this very show. We did. And a big If we had out. somebody like Abacus. Right. But shh. Not, don't wake him. Don't, he finally he finally, finally fell asleep. Calm down. He's taking a nap. 
He's calm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> right. It's going to be okay. But if we had somebody like that, right, then we could have him it or would, her. It would be like a special thing that one might be like. Previously on the Penn Cinema Podcast. You know. And then like a cool little sound effect like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so anyway, the VFX people have been overworked. Which we've discussed news. previously yeah. on this show. And Frodo sent us this great link, uh, which I followed, read. Yep. All about how the VFX workforce file for an unprecedented union election at the National Labor Relations Board. Uh, <laughs> Why did you have to shout just then? I don't know. It was, it was uh, <laughs> emphasized because <laughs> my vocals were inconsistent. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Just like the visual effects. Right, 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 right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is a really good thing if it goes through, which means that they would be represented by the same groups as the other uh, awesome. actors. And, and Hopefully uh, they can find a way to make this strike drag out even further. Perfect. Yes, that would be perfect. great. Cannot wait right. for it to go on longer. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so that's really good news. Uh, if you want more information on that, definitely just give it a good, good Google and, and find out the finer and details. And Frodo wrote in with her... Full-throated support yeah. of the new Super union. Super pumped. Yep. It's about time. Yep. I think it's a good thing, too, because they are sure. they have been um, marginalized and taken advantage of yeah. uh, more and more and more. It's something that started with Star Wars, mm. essentially. They're saying they're crediting the industry with the Star, this big Star Wars being the big thing that made it like a mainstay of film. Mm. And uh, since then, it's been... Kind of like backburner. Oh, these people can also do this thing, right? You know, not you know, just yeah. kind of. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I didn't click on the link. What? But I saw that there was a pretty picture, and I was like looking at it, going, "Oh, I know that guy. I remember that movie. I, that's pretty." <laughs> oh, that's, that's, a, that's a different email. Pew pew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it should, the link that she sent us with the VFX had like, oh, okay. yeah. like like it like it showed up as like the header of the article. Oh, okay. And I got distracted by the pretty You're pictures. Like, I was like, oh, I don't want to read this. I like that. <laughs> it seems like a lot of work. Yeah. Probably David will read this. <laughs> and he did. And he did. Someone who puts in the work. Everybody who does, everybody knows their role. Right. <laughs> Speaking of knowing your role, Blue Beetle, the reactions are very positive. Especially from the Latino community. Not only from the Latino community, but also from everybody sort of saying like, hey, this is oh, a yeah. great. Well, there's, what I meant by that is it's, yeah, yeah. the representation is good. Right, right. So I think this is really interesting because I don't want to name names. Mm. But at least one cinema, blank cinema podcast mm. has expressed concern or even doubt. Yeah. That's a third reference to doubt. Yeah has expressed concern or even doubt about the Blue Beetle. That's why I don't listen to what Penn Ketchum says. Right. <laughs> That's why you're smarter yeah. than everybody else. Uh-huh. Yep. Big brains over here. <laughs> Big brains on Chad or Brad. Dad. On Dad? Brad. Hmm. Is it Brad or Chad? Well, I don't know what you're talking about. It's Pulp Fiction. Oh. He's, uh, um, shoot, I, I used to know his, uh, I always kept his name handy because it's a fun um like little trivia thing to know mm. the kid in the back seat of the car with Samuel L. Jackson and John Travolta and they're driving along and the kid ends up getting his head shot off by, cause they go over like a speed bump and the gun that Samuel L. Jackson is holding at the time goes off and shoots his kid. But before right. they get to that, 
Samuel Jackson is like torturing him with all these questions. And he answers this one particular question and Jackson's like, look at the big brains on Chad. <laughs> but I think it's Brad. Brad. Yeah. Look at the big brains on Brad. That, that falls off the tongue better. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. What were we talking about? Blue Beetle. Oh, right. We were expressing concern or even doubt yeah. about Blue Beetle. This is the latest positive headline. I mean, I'm starting to get excited like this could be a good movie. I'm more curious now, but I still have a lot of doubt. Yeah. Because. Because. Because of the wonderful things he does? Yeah. Yeah. There's no one else to promote this movie. Mm. So that money could be going into the hands of those willing to. uh, Maybe not what they're saying is paid for, but the people promoting what the people said. Stop it. Yeah. Like these could be like, you know, normally these people would be like, this is really good. And you'd never hear them ever say that ever. Right. But now they're like anyone who can say anything positive, they'll. So they take any old influencer. And throw them all the way out of the soap. In other words, here at the Ben Cinema podcast. Right. (laughs) So what's interesting is the, what you're suggesting Right. Is that the positive reviews could have almost even been written by like AI, mm. like chat GPT. Chat GPT. What do you got about chat GPT? Chat BT, chat GPT is an increasingly ubiquitous, you could even say. <laughs> wow. Wait, let's just pause the show. Everybody go look that up. It's a word. What? I learned it from Frodo. Did it's you? Ubiquitous. 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 I actually learned it from my dad. Your dad? Yeah. Okay. Like most big words that Pop I know, I learned from Papa Peter. Pop-up. Yep. All anyway, right. anyway, chat GPT okay. and AI mm. are increasingly sort of creeping into every aspect uh, of life. Yeah. I don't want to name names, but I know, you know, it's part of college life. It's part of work life. It's part of professional life. Like people are using it for legit things. Mm -hmm. And it's also been brought up under the umbrella of AI. It's been brought up as part of the writer's strike issue. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. So there was a recent announcement that Walt Disney or Disney has created an AI task force mm. to address this issue for their own moving forward. What do you make of this? In other words, they've created a group mm. of people. I disagree. To- I don't even know how your sentence is going to end, but I disagree because I can tell by the smirk on your face that you're not about to say something constructive. They've created a group of people set out to make sure that no one can fault them when they use AI. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Except it's, I would say they're, it they're like looking, it's a good thing. No, no, no. That's well that is not how the general public is taking this. Okay. Yeah. Tell me the more. The articles that I've been reading are yeah. like this is clearly a way for them to find loopholes to use AI and then be able to morally say, well, but if our, any if anybody thinks any studios Yeah are going to not use AI, then they're but, absolutely high. But Disney's already been under wraps for using it for things. Great. So they should figure out a way to use it ethically and morally and still take care of their teams, mm, that's their the, actors that's and their VFX and all that mm. kind of stuff. So if you're going to wrestle with this issue and you're going to convince the actors and the writers and the VFX guys yeah. that 
you're taking it seriously, you better understand what the issues are. And as much as I hate committees and task forces, like at a bare minimum, this sends the message like, hey, okay, we got to understand this. I look at this and you know what I see? Nine out of 10 dentists approve. And that's going to be like their, well, nine out of 10 of the board said that this was okay. And you, your opinion, it's just that one guy. So it's okay. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I, I, I think studios, AI is, no matter how you slice it, a part of the movie making experience from this day forth. Mm. Today. Today. Uh, before it wasn't. No, no. Yesterday it was, it was like maybe. Specifically. Right, no. August 12th. Yeah. Saturday well, in the afternoon. In the afternoon. Right. From this day forth. From this moment on. Strikes end tomorrow. Well, right. it's been announced. <laughs> right. The news is out. Oh, my God. We've done that would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we we fought against it, but. <laughs> <laughs> then we heard from the Pensino podcast. <laughs> we can't go against that. No, I'm serious. Don't you think AI is, is a massive part? I mean, it's. Yeah, it's, it's going to be. Yeah. yeah. And, and whether you trust them or don't trust them doesn't matter. Right. Every studio is going to go through their own process of setting. Um, you know, the rails, the guardrails of, of how we can and can't use AI. Boundaries. Boundaries, one yeah. might even say, yeah. if they're French. Well, that about wraps it up for news this week. What? Stuck the landing. You did it. Everyone saw. Yeah. Everyone in the live studio, studio audience. Right. Yeah. They gasp. Leg gasp, as you would say. We have trailers ahoy. This, this, I'm not going to say good or bad, but correct me if I'm wrong, or it's not a right or wrong thing. Tell me if you share my opinion. Mm. This is the most interesting batch of trailers we've had in a while. It's very interesting. It's all over the place. Yeah. One thing I want to note here mm. as we move forward. Uh-oh. <laughs> I think this is the first week post-strike we have no major production company. Interesting trailers yes whatsoever interesting no major production mm -hmm. i mean a24 is on here but we, we know got a24 they, they can keep going and we they, got netflix yeah interesting yes i noticed the same thing and i looked from this day forth yeah from the from to this day forth <laughs> right. ai and trailers no longer let's start with control Ugh. this is definitely something that someone tried to make a thing this is the worst trailer we've seen in a long time. I'm yeah. not going to say worst ever because we've seen some stinkers. But this is the worst trailer we've seen in a long time. And it is made worse by the presence of Kevin Spacey. Mm. Not only because of all that's problematic with him, but also because his role is what? Apparently like phoned in. Yeah. And because I feel like they, that his, his agency was like, no, no, you'll just do these movies and you'll slowly get back into the consciousness. Right, right, right. It worked for Mel Gibson. Yeah. You just got to do these schlock movies. Yeah. His voice is completely unedited to right. even sound like it's on the phone. Right. It's just like a recording of him right. in a closet. And there's some scenes, the first scene that has his voice, you could hear that one, the first portion was recorded at one moment in time and the second portion was recorded at a different moment in time because even though it's supposed to be the same phone call, they sound totally different. Right. Yeah. Uh, the premise is a girl gets in an Tesla. auto, a Tesla 
auto-driven car. Yep. And she was supposed to go home by shape herself. Not just any girl. She's like a member of parliament. She's, well, she's. Yeah, she's. She's like the, I, th- I thought she was, like, maybe she is. I thought she was like the secretary. Okay, yeah, no, right, right, right. She's yeah. some high, in England, some high member of, of government official. Yeah. And she gets in the car where her child is sleeping in the she, backseat. No, she's taking the like, prime minister's daughter home. Oh, something so like that. So that's why she's not okay. like super high up. She's, okay. And someone, and Kevin Spacey decides to do a, a scare. But the little girl, he doesn't. I don't think he knows the little girl's in the car, ah. which makes it more scare. I, I don't know if he knows or not. I couldn't care less. I will never watch this movie, even on TV at home. You couldn't care less. So in other no. words, you care a lot, right? About it, right? Yeah, that's what I caught. I you couldn't there. care less. Yeah, that's what that means. If you couldn't care less, then you care for it a lot. No, that means I care so little. The the amount of which I care is so little that I couldn't go any lower. I couldn't but, care less. But then you essentially still have care for it. No, you're thinking of the expression, I could care less. Mm. Which implies that you care a certain level, but you could care less. Right. I'm saying I couldn't care less. I've already achieved the maximum amount <laughs> of, of care. Of of less care. Of least care. <laughs> right. You can't go less care than the level I'm at. That's this, where I'm at. This is the content people come with. <laughs> right here. This is it. <laughs> if you, listen, let me tell you right now. If you're here for something else, <laughs> save yourself because yeah. it's not going to get any better. This is it. <laughs> it's this not is getting it. better. <laughs> All right. The next one, David. Yeah. This is not normally my cup of tea. And normally I would say something snarky like, uh, I don't have the emotional fortitude to watch a heavy movie like this, or right. blah, 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 blah. But this movie, A, looks amazing. And I'm going to just, I'm going to go and watch it. Yeah even though it looks heavy as hell and like, but it looks beautiful, it's compelling. The movie is called All Dirt Road's Taste of Salt. Mm -hmm. It's from A24. And one of the reviews that they flash on screen during the trailer says, it is a riveting and emotional epic that will change you. Yeah. I mean, they don't tell you what it's about. Right. At all. That's the catch. Other than that, it's a... Slice of um, African American life in the South. In the South, but it looks fantastically shot. Yes, and everything like compelling. I, I'm super into it. Me too. It's not my trailer of the week though. Why would it be? Why wouldn't it be? Why would it be? Why wouldn't it be? Hmm. It's my number two. Okay, it would be my yeah. number two. This is well. a beautiful trailer. It's called All Dirt Roads Taste of Salt. It's from A24, and I'm looking forward to playing it nice. at Penn Cinema. Next, we have. El Conde. El Conde? Which is Spanish. For the count. For Penn's trailer of the week. My trailer of the week as well. What's up? This movie, it, it's all over the place. <laughs> right. That, that's the perfect way to end that sentence. <laughs> yeah. That is, I didn't know where you were going with it, but you nailed it. That's the perfect way. This Did you say movie or trailer? Trailer. This, movie, this trailer, trailer slash movie. Yeah is all over the place. It wants to be like six different things. It's yeah. shot in black and white. It looks amazing. Is the movie shot in black and white or is that just the trailer we're getting? I think the movie's in black and white. It yeah. looks amazing. It's about a, it's hard to tell. He's a general who wants his family to be provided for. It's, it starts out, the, tra- the trailer starts out and kind of leads you to believe like 
this is a normal, like, powerful person who's made mistakes and is sort of reckoning with, you know, sort of, you know, yeah. in looking back over his life and reckoning with the consequences of his actions. Right. He's always had money. Right. And now he realizes his family won't have any money. Right. He, he had some accounting mistakes. Right. And you're sort of, I mean, at the very beginning, I was kind of like... And then it kind of stretches. There's, he brings in a young accountant. And then you see somebody floating. And then he, then they're like, well, he's fallen in love with a young accountant. Right. So then there's that aspect of right. he's in love. But then, wait a second. Wait. wait. He's a vampire? Wait, is that a heart in a blender? Yeah, he was a vampire. <laughs> maybe, And then she's a vampire killer. Or maybe she's also a vampire? Does she have silver stakes in her briefcase? Right. And I think it, it all culminates with like the, the adult kids being like, well, I guess we just have to kill him. And the guy's like, you're going to kill four vampires? Right, <laughs> so there's right. two other vampires right, somewhere. Right. So uh, it's a very dry humor type thing and can't be in the yeah. right ways. Right. I'm, I'm into it. I'm I am, really into it. I'm all, all in. And in fact, as after I watched the trailer, I pulled up my email and sent an email to my contact at Netflix saying, please include Lidditz in the select theaters. Nice. When you re when you open this movie in September, because I saw I, this is one of those trailers I started watching, and then I was like, "Well, is this coming to theater or not?" Right, right, right. And then I saw the Netflix thing, but yep. then I was too into it to right, stop. Right. And at the end, it said select theaters, and I said, "I don't care, and put it on the list." Yeah, no, that's yeah, absolutely. So, the final trailer is Fremont Girl. The final countdown. <laughs> doo -doo -doo. Exactly. Doo -doo 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 -doo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, look, I actually thought this was a pretty good trailer too. Um, yeah, me too. It it's was very indie. Like these are the type of indie films that I used to be really into. This has a little everything everywhere all at once feel to it. Yeah. About an immigrant trying to like find her place mm -hmm. among other immigrants and herself. And she's making her job apparently is to put the fortunes in the fortune cookies. Yeah. And does she put her name and phone number in one of the cookies? It looks like either she's trying to help someone find love or looking for love by putting her name in the fortune cookie. The part that got me is she's seeing a therapist or a job right. helper or whatever. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, you can really relate. You remind me of the immigrant story. And it's this, and he points to the book and it's like, <laughs> the silver wolf or something. Right, She's like, yeah. I'm a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, this, I agree. This was a good trailer. Um, yeah. It wasn't as good as El Conde or all dirt roads, but this, right. this, this is now I will say this. Unlike all dirt roads and unlike El Conde control with Kevin Spacey, mm. we said, we're just not watching. Right. All dirt roads and El Conde. We're looking forward to seeing in a movie theater. Right. I will say I could watch Fremont Girl at home. Yes. Or I'm sorry, of. it's just called Fremont. I could watch Fremont at home. It would be a yeah. It looks compelling and I'm I want to watch it. I want to see it, but I don't need to see it in a theater. Right. Interesting. I'm curious if you think it's a coincidence or, or a trend. Uh this is also black and white, right? Yeah. Just portions of it or all of it? Mm, I think all of it. Yeah. But these are all film festival films, which I think what we're going to start seeing is a lot more of these real niche film festival films coming around a little bit more. Okay. Just cause fill the gap. Yeah. So you're in London, you mind the gap, right? You're on strike. You fill the gap, fill the gap. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to Shall our we? movie review oh, this week. Wait. 
Kim, did you did not see this? Did uh, you? Uh, you didn't see did this. You? You, you didn't see this movie. What makes you say that? Well, the smirk on what? your face before we even got to the movie <laughs> was said to me. What smirk? Said I didn't see this movie I've, and I'm pulling a fast one I've, on Sir David Multan. I have never smirked a day in my life, good sir. <laughs> I resent the implication. Smirking is for the seraphs. That's what you've always said. <laughs> right, 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 right. I'm going to ask you a question. Mm -hmm. And no matter how you answer the question, mm -hmm. I'm not going to believe you. Mm -hmm. Do with that what you will. <laughs> <laughs> did you, Mr. Moulton, or did you not see the Meg 2? I did. Not. See the <laughs> so I should have said I did not see it, so that you believe that I did. <laughs> right, right, right. Did you see the Meg Two? What What are you asking me? But just can you make it like a direct question? Did you watch the entire the movie of Meg, Meg Two? I'm, well, let's let's get some correctness. Okay, here. yes, it's called. Meg 2, not the no, Meg 2. Not the Oppenheimer. Yeah. And not the Barbie. Yeah. The <laughs> not trench. the Meg. That's, no. What's the tagline, Mr. Fancy Pants, if the you trench. saw the movie? No, that's the part two of the title. What's the tagline? Huh? See, Same guy. You're trying to see, yeah, you're trying to Something act like, like you saw this movie. I saw this movie. <laughs> <You>. Jerk face. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Did you just call me jerk face? <laughs> I'm pulling out the big ones. He just called me, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> episode, it took 277 episodes for him to call me jerk face. Jerk face. Which every eight-year-old knows is code for two things. First of all, it's code for jerk. Yeah. <laughs> and second of all, it's code for you're right. <laughs> no, you're not right. I saw this movie and I'd ask you to tell me anything about it. Because I know you couldn't. I definitely saw this movie. Did you? Yes. Tell me one thing about the movie that's not in the trailers. Is it Giant Shark <laughs> with Jason Statham? What? Every favorite person's actor. Mm-hmm. Every favorite person's actor. <laughs> I don't know. That, I feel like I mix it. Every, everybody's favorite actor. Right. Right. And he, at one point, he's under the water. No. And at another point, he's on a jet ski. Right? And then they're getting coffee for the rest of the movie. <laughs> David, I did not see this film. I'm shocked. And what makes me so inspired to challenge whether or not you saw this movie Yeah is that I know you saw this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why it's so frustrating for you yeah. that I'm coming at you hard. Come on. I did. Um, and how was it? It's not. <laughs> I believe we were even doing yes. the show yes. when the Meg came out. Yes, we were. And I saw it three times. Yes. I, I, I saw it once and I liked it. Yeah. It was... Like a near perfect schlocky monster movie. Right. Keyword there, monster movie. Right. This was a summer popcorn action film. Mm. Not okay. a monster movie. No. Uh, somehow the Megs felt smaller. Mm. Even though they're like, that's the biggest Meg I've ever seen. Is it? And you were like, didn't you see the first one? Yeah, I've seen the first movie where there was two big, two megs. Right. One was bigger than the other. What's it short for? Megalodon. 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 Right. Um, this movie, so the first movie was like, do you know science? 
What if, like, what if we stretched science mm. a little bit and we're like, yeah, cold water, maybe there's warm water under cold water, whatever. Interesting. This movie, the second one, mm. was like, do you know science? That you definitely saw. You're familiar with science, right? Right, 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 right. Okay, cool. Forget that. No. And we're just going to pretend that science exists. And that's enough to know. <laughs> Right. <laughs> no follow-up questions. No follow. Yeah. Right. No. no follow. Um, we are like multiplication times deeper than those people that died in that submarine right. recently. And they're like, "Well, what if we just swim outside without a out a, a suit?" Huh. Right. We'll have to hold our breath, but you know, we'll do it. Well, that's well. They're like, "Well, you don't see." They say, "Well, what, he doesn't have a diving suit." To which their response is, "You don't see the fish in diving suits." And then, and then they were like, it's all about air compression. So as long as he empties the air out of his sinuses, ah. he'll be fine. Got to get the air out of the sinuses. Well, everybody knows that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the next Iron Man. I just got to get the air <laughs> yeah, out of my sinuses. Right, right, right. So it's not, I have definitely seen worse movies, but it was let down because the first one was so fun. Mm. And this one was so not. And the thing here, why I corrected your wording of the name the first one was based off a book called the meg mm. this movie i think for rights purposes is just called oh, meg 2 interesting and some of the characters that they must not have been able to get rights to are just mysteriously now dead between movies right um yeah that happens sometimes it, it does happen so people do people do dies <laughs> you know but it was also a movie made by China, that's how they got their funding. So there's a lot of like um, Chinese actors, which is fine. But it's it, that's what I'm just saying is that the like Jason Statham is the hero here. I guarantee you, if you go to China, the other guy is on the posters. Interesting. And he also can't die and does amazing things like yeah. Jason Statham does in this. Movie. Is he super short and obnoxious like Jason Statham? Mm, well, he, this guy probably would acknowledge you. Even if he was surrounded by beautiful women. Right, probably. Yeah. yeah. You'd be crawl across the room. You'd be like, right. oh, hey. He'd be like, wait a minute. Hey. You. Aren't you friends with David Moulton? Yeah. What's yeah, up? I, I know you. Yeah. You're familiar-ish. <laughs> yeah. So did I like this movie? It's fine. I didn't hate it. It was, it was right. like a pizza movie. Best movie ever made or worst movie I've ever worst seen? Worst movie I've ever oh, seen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Same. Next week, we're going to watch. Look, we've got some choices. Yeah, but I think we should stick with your original choice. Okay, let's go with Blue Beetle for yep. next week. Yep. All right. And when you say next week, you mean in two weeks. In two weeks. That's right. Yep. We're taking a week yeah. off. I think it's the least we can do for our listeners. It's the literal least. <laughs> well, we could just not watch any movie for our listeners. <laughs> who, was our, who were we talking about earlier in the show when we were like, <laughs> just quit now while you're ahead? Or did that was just random? <laughs> I think it was I, just random. I feel like we were, maybe it was really abacus. We can give the abacus a break. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right, so when we come back, we will be watching Blue Beetle, which I have now fully changed my opinion on mm. and now genuinely look forward to it. Yeah. So I'm hopeful. And listen, I don't have any sort of false hope. It's not going to be a $50 million picture. It's probably going to be 10 to $20 million, you know, if we're lucky. And so I'm not worried about it from a box point of view. I just literally want it to be good because I want DC 
to continue to take baby steps in the right direction. Right. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I just want it to be good enough that, like, when we actually get to the good DC stuff that they've built up enough. Right. Uh, what is the good DC stuff? Well, it officially starts with Superman Legacy or whatever. Yeah. When is that? It's a. I mean, who can? Who knows these days? Okay. When? What's? What's the best guess that we currently have? I would guess twenty five. Oh. Okay. So we got another two years of. It's not. It's still yeah. in production. Like writing yeah, yeah. it. Right. 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 Well, it's not being written right now. Oh, that's true. So twenty six. I'm just saying. Right. Right. So if you're a writer, and I understand that you're not working, but if you're a writer, like, isn't that like in your blood? Like, that's what you do. It's that's who you are. It's interesting you say that. So are you writing like in secret? Sometimes they do. Yeah. Um, I've seen a lot of TikToks from writers who are just like, people think I'd be writing my, writing my brains off, but like they're so upset by what's going on. A lot of them are like, no, I'm just not. Like I'm fully committed to this. Yeah. Like I have to be because it's my livelihood. Right. And uh, yeah. Hmm. Like okay. Focusing on strike stuff. Okay. Whereas in last writer's strike, we got some things like um, Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog from Joss Whedon, which was amazing <laughs> at the time. So Dr. Horrible's. Have you ever seen it? No. It's doc- well, I don't know if you'd enjoy it, but Dr. Horrible's sing-along <laughs> blog. And then because the actors weren't on strike, bunch of actors came together and they, they released it on the web mm. as this and it stars neil patrick harris uh nathan fillion uh felicia day and it's about dr horrible who's a villain who wants to be the best villain but he also <laughs> loves the girl at the laundromat and wants to win her heart mm. and she falls in love with the hammer who is a superhero who's really cocky and always beats him that sounds a little bit like uh Gru. It would have been before that, but yeah, it's a yeah. very similar type yeah. scenario. He wants yeah. to be the best bad guy. Right. Yeah. And there's lots of songs, good songs too. Okay. So that's All right. Moving on. Listeners, notes, questions, answers, comments, suggestions, so forth and so on. Emails at our new podcast email, podcast at pencinema.com. That is the way to get in touch with us. We had a, a first time emailer. Now this is an interesting one. Yeah. I'll let you cover the email, but mm. typically we like to assign the nicknames. Yeah. We have ex- extended, vigorous reviews, discussions. Yeah. We bring the whole board in. Right. A full staff. Everybody gets input. Everybody's opinions matter. There's votes. Right. There's votes. There's subcommittees. Yeah. And then we finally come up with something like Top 10 Sarah. Yeah. Or Soap on a Rope. Like forever. Right. Oh, that was. Oh, a, when? A, right. Like, oh, for when? a while there, it was oh, where? Yeah. And I was right. like, I don't uh, know if that makes sense. Right. It didn't yeah. work. Yeah. Oh, why? Yeah. You know, there was a there was a push for that. Oh, who? Right. So, oh, what? <laughs> and then Drax came in and said, oh, when? Right. Exactly. So, but on the rare occasion, like we have even resisted where we have people, we have had people write in. I don't want to name names because I don't want to embarrass anybody. But we've had people write in and then give themselves a nickname, and you and me are like, nah, nah, nah that's not going to work. Nah. My boy wrote in. He goes by the name Hazmat Josh. Right. How are you going to do better than Hazmat Josh? I know. And I don't even know if that has to do with what his real job is, because it didn't sound like it did. We have no idea. But he did mention that he's cousins with Trailer Master Jason. Yeah. So I assume he's Hazmat Josh because he's always picking up the shit from Trailer Master Jason. Mm-hmm. I think we should call him Hazmat Josh. Hazmat Josh. JK. JK? But we should always say JK at the end. Just kidding. Just kidding. 
he writes in, he says, relatively new listener to the show, only a hundred or only one or two years in. <laughs> I just want to say thanks for a great podcast. That's impressive. Yeah. He's, he's kind of new. Right. He's only like, a couple one years. Year, two, yeah. One to two years listening Love to the it. show. Love it. He's almost a, a regular. Yeah. 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 Well, a couple of years in, and he's finally gotten himself a nickname. As <laughs> Matt Josh, JK. Yeah. He was one of many people. Yes. Who wrote in about getting a t-shirt. Yes. So podcastofpensinema.com. Now, we discovered prior to the show today mm. that there may be a flaw. <gasps> in the system? In the distribution model. Yeah. So we're going to address that. Okay. But if you have not been contacted by the Penn Cinema podcast, mm -hmm. then you may have suffered. <laughs> you may be a victim of the flaw. Yeah, you may be up for emotional, emotional compensation. Right. <laughs> right. By that, we mean a free T-shirt. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so if you, if you want a T-shirt and you haven't been talked to by Penn, mm. then drop me a line at podcast at PennCinema.com. Right. And that's addressed to Penn, right. who is not... David. No, don't reach out to David. So if you're looking, if you have questions about the shirt, who, who do I ask? Do I go to David? No, you should go to Penn. You should go to Penn. Right. Cause he, yeah. Penn's the one with the shirts. And he's the one with, with the knowledge, the, shirts, the knowledge, right. The know, he knows what's coming, what's yep. going. Yep. What does David know? Zip. Zip. Zilch, Zada. Finally, nothing. we get you to admit that. Yeah. No. After it, all these years. It's finally out. <laughs> it's out. Officially. Wait, can we get announced. a cut? Can we get it? Like, I need an audio clip of that so that I can just <laughs> hit play every now and then. Uh, the recorder broke. <laughs> right, right. It's, it's a shame. <laughs> the tape. The yeah. tape quit. Ta the tape, tape got rips. tangled. Yeah. Right. Uh, We're going to have to splice that. Oh, uh, man. Magnet Unfortunately. sitting here next right. to it. <laughs> um, you want to cover uh, Frodo? Yeah. So Frodo wrote in and she sent this big email. I'm, I'm not going to go through it here, but... I will say if anyone out there, like everyone's favorite sister, mm -hmm. would like to know uh, about what she said, because it's very long and very, very cool and informative about why Nimona spoke to her so much. Um, and as long as Frodo approves, I will uh, forward it to anyone who's interested in a long Or if breakdown. Frodo approves, we could put it on the Facebook page. We could. That'd it's, be a fun idea. Yeah, it's, pre it's pretty big. So so let us know, Frodo. It's Because it, it has some personal stuff in it, so we want to make sure oh, that right, it's, right, right, it's, right, right. it's fully like cool. But but for the most part, the bigger points in it, I think, are, are universally approachable. And why the why the, the movie meant so much to her. And basically, because I said I was going to, I didn't give it a good enough shot. Like, I was tired. Yeah. And I, I do feel like I need to watch it again. Yeah. And um, she was just pointing out why it, another watch, like what things I should look out for that like are significant to people in walks of life that I'm not a part of. Yeah. So you know what would be fun? What's that? I've always wanted to redact an official document, like, like they do in the government. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, can we post her thing on Facebook with like a bunch of redactions? Redactions. <laughs> <laughs> to like as, protect the private, you know, personal pieces. As long as you do better than what Sony did when they recently did that. Just redact the whole freaking thing. Well, no, they did. They used it, but then they, well, the way they photocopied it, the marker, <laughs> you, you can read still through. read through it. <laughs> 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 so the public was like, uh. <laughs> I'd like to release a redacted statement that like has nothing left. In it, you yeah, know, just yeah. like the right, <laughs> <laughs> right, and then like occasional words like pineapple. <laughs> you know? So the guy's like, "Wait, wait, what? What, is this? what does this have to do with anything?" Well, if you don't know, then you don't know, right? Yeah, and that's just on you. Yeah, if I have to spell it out to you, right, right. All right, Tony Baloney wrote in, mm. and I'm going to let you feel this one, but I'm going to read 
please do. Because I, I thought it was fun. So Tony wrote in and said, okay. Now, he forgot our favorite line. We'd like people to say, there I was minding my own business. Right. And he's usually minding his Maybe he, he wasn't minding his own business. Oh, maybe not. Yeah. He maybe was very he, loudly thinking. Right, right. Okay. So, I, right. so here's what he wrote, even though he didn't use the correct pen cinema format. He wrote, okay. So there I was in a conversation about movies. In, all nearly impossible. But I guess if you want me to believe things, okay. Sure. Well, I, 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 could, I could imagine yeah. that this is a guy who is now being a faithful listener. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that he is now fully prepped yeah. for any conversation about movies. Mm. He's listening to the Pensacola podcast. He's putting in the work. He's putting in the hours. God <laughs> bless him. Yeah. You know. All right. So he writes, there, he writes, so there I was in a conversation about movies. I was all ready to spring into action and contribute to a great time since I listened to the Penn Cinema podcast. And then, bam, they brought up the strike, and I found myself woefully unprepared. I'm just going to interject. I love the use of the word woefully. Mm. They brought up the strike, and I found myself woefully unprepared. I realized I am ignorant. So can you please explain to me the whole strike to me like I am a three-year-old. And I appreciate that he wrote that sentence like a three-year-old. Mm -hmm. Explain the strike to me, the whole strike to me. He wrote to me twice. Right. Just like a three-year-old would to make, his, to, to make his point. Explain to me the whole strike to me. To me. <laughs> like I am a three-year-old. And his follow-up questions with reaction are, will this affect me going to see movies? Gasp. Will this affect TV shows? How can I support my people? That's something I put in after that. Please help me understand so I can discuss this intelligently with my friends. Ed educate this ignorant soul. Now, wait a minute. Can we just put a caveat? Mm. He doesn't have a soul. You're asking... <laughs> you're asking to help you discuss this intelligently? That's a stretch. Uh, come on. Us? <laughs> Us? Talk to you like a baby? <laughs> Oh, Tiloni, just a big boy. You're such a big boy. You want to know about the strike? Well, let me tell you, boy. Here we go. <laughs> the strikey wiki is daddy wabby. Strikey wiki, daddy wabby. <laughs> yeah. All right. I've got a prepared response. I think your your first reaction. For those of us with a short attention span, the strike is bad. Time Magazine, picture of you and right. me, strikey wiky baddie waddy. Have you ever seen that meme? Top minds. Have you ever seen that meme of if the guy who invented the talk, the walkie-talkie invented other stuff? And it, it's all other things described with two words that rhyme. It's so funny. I haven't seen that. Yeah, it sounds great. Good. All right. So you're going to help Tony understand the strike. Yeah. So first, let's start with his questions. Will this affect me going to see movies? This will not prevent you from seeing movies. By any means, there's still going to be movies showing. Mm -hmm. However, as you can see from our trailers, the types of movies in the theater may drastically change. And that's because it'll be movies that are not produced by these big names that we'll go over here in a second. And that's because they will not release those movies if they think they need the actors to... Promote them. Promote them, right. And in, and in some cases, that's because some of these movies might not exactly be finished. Right. Now, there's two things that we're talking about. He talked about the strike. There's actually two strikes happening simultaneously. This hasn't happened. I think this happened in the 70s or something. It was a long time since this happened. 
there are two things happening here. We have the writer strike, which actually started first, and then we have the strike by the actors and uh, the other workers, the SAG after strike. Um, will this affect TV shows? A hundred percent. You will see this hurt more on television than you'll see in the theaters. I think you'll notice it more on TV. And then how can I support my people? Uh, entertainmentcommunity.org is a great way to find out a lot of information about the strike in general, but also ways that you can either donate or the number one way that they say they, that support is to just be vocal online. About, tell a friend. Yeah, tell a friend basically about what the, what's going on and what, what everything. So to get more into it, let's get into some of the finer details. This is going to some for those who know and pen this might be a little bit boring, but let's let's really get into it here just to go over. Um, and I'll try to move quickly. What's really going on? First, let's start with the writers' strike. The issue with writers going on right now is that studios have started doing what they like. Normally, when a, a show or whatever, um, they'll have a writers' room and they'll have several writers in there that write, and they'll pick a script and whoever wrote that initial script is the quote unquote the head writer, but they all help write it. And so everyone gets their, well, not everyone, it always gets their moment to shine. But generally, someone in the room will get their moment to shine throughout the, the series or whatever. But what they're, what's been going on is, there's a word for it, and I don't have it in front of me, is they will have these writers come in for a day. Normally these writers would be on call for the entire production of the series. And then there would even be two, two writers on set all time for rewrites. Uh, on the go, the head writer, and then usually someone else to help uh, come up with stuff on the go and fix things. Because sometimes when you go to take what's on paper to film, it changes. Uh, what they've been doing, though, is having people come in and saying, we are have a, a day here, we're going to talk about what, what is this show and what type of things could happen, and write down as many ideas as you have. And they do, and then they say, okay, thanks, and then they dismiss them all. So they don't get paid anything more than a single day and then they take all of their ideas to one or two writers and have them overworked and fleshing it all out and because those one or two writers are working on making all of the scripts they aren't on set and because they're not on set you don't get the rewrites of what's going on there um, this is a big thing also there's been a lot of ai involvement we take the initial idea plug it into ai and then wham bam thank you ma'am they pop out a new uh, outline for a script. Of course, it's, AI is not at the point where it's perfect or anything. Someone still needs to make it better, but a lot of the work is done. Um, so that's what the writers... The work is being done in the wham, bam, thank you, ma'am part. Yes. Yeah. So it's it, it, that's what the writers are, and fair pay, of, obviously, mm. also with the writers not getting paid enough. Because, <clears throat> because they're having them come in and doing these brainstorm sessions and then dismissing it, there is a clause in the way that their contracts are written, that they don't have to get residuals for what's being produced or anything like that. Now, the other thing that needs to be defined here is what are residuals, if you're not familiar with residuals. Residuals are uh, a concept that came across from from uh, television uh, or home video production. Mm. Um, and what it is is you an, an actor will get paid for their initial showtime or work in a uh, movie and maybe they'll take less money for that because their residuals will be higher and the residuals say every time this gets shown on television I will get 
X amount of cut of what the, the show makes, which means a certain portion of how much money goes into the commercials that the show shows right. around it or whatever, however much. Because <coughs> excuse me, generally what will happen for cable, they'll, they'll pay a little bit for the show, and then they'll pay per how much people want to advertise on it. The more popular the show, the more they can charge for advertising. Everyone gets a cut. And for a lot of actors who are in uh, sitcoms who aren't like big-time actors, you might see them in three or four things or whatever, are able to live off of these residuals. And mm. then uh, a lot of bigger actors are able, when they decide to stop working, they're able to coast yeah. on this pay, like retirement. Sure. That used to be a big thing, but now with streaming, streaming works a lot different. Streaming will pay a lump sum upfront for a show, and then uh, the actors get a small cut of that because it's not what their the residuals come from, the replays and not the initial contract. Mm. They get a small chunk of that, and then the show shows a bajillion times over you know to whoever wants to watch it whenever they want to watch it because there's no commercials bringing it in. It makes sense when you think that there's no commercials coming in. Doesn't make sense on people getting paid for their work. You're you're probably thinking like a lot of people I've talked to about this. Well, actors make so much money, you know, and depending on where you live, it might sound like a lot of money because you know in in Lancaster County our uh, cost of living is much lower than say California or New York, mm. you know, where these people are most likely residing to get work. Um, Here's some, this comes from, I'm going to read here from CBS News. Um, and this has some stuff with Fran Drescher, who is the president of SAG-AFTRA, which if you didn't know, she is. That's the nanny. Um, and I think she's been doing it for quite some time now. Mm -hmm. So performers say their annual pay they've come to rely on, which is based on residuals from movie and television appearance, has plummeted in the age of streaming, making it impossible for the vast majority of actors to earn a living. According to the Screen Actors Guild-America Federation of Television and Radio Artists, SAG-AFTRA, the studios, a group, uh, the studios, which is a group that includes Apple, Amazon, Netflix, NBC Universal, Sony, and Paramount, and their parent companies of also CBS News, which this came from, have refused to negotiate pay raises for performers and the sharing of streaming revenues. Most of, uh, this is a quote from Fran Dresser here, most of my members don't even meet the threshold to get health insurance, which is $26,000 a year. And in most jobs, that would be considered a part-time job. All they're interested in showing, uh, that's the, all, the, um, studios. all the studios are interested in showing, is their shareholders how much money they're making and not losing. It's very strange. I don't understand why people don't just do the right thing, why their whole culture doesn't shift at having character. So you think of all these people making all this money, but without the residuals, they're barely making part-time wage, uh, which is huge. And the big thing is health insurance. They're not able to afford health insurance. And uh, especially like with writers, a lot of writers um, are not a lot, but there are many, there are many writers who have disabilities and that's one of the reasons they, they go to this career that they're good at because you know they're not able to work in other careers uh, this is on residuals here uh, Brandy Evans who appeared on 17 episodes of Starz series P Valley recently shared on TikTok that three residual checks together only totaled $8.67 actor Mark Prokshev 
recently told The Wrap that he makes more in residuals from his guest star role in 19 episodes of The Office, which ended in 2013, than he does after four seasons as a leading cast member of FX's What We Do in the Shadows. Mandy Moore, who starred in the hit NBC show This Is Us, said she received streaming residual checks for as low as one cent. So they're not really getting the money. And we talked about AI already and how that's replacing. Um, and here's a little bit more on the financial side of things to kind of point out why this isn't working out. Now, while a small number of big stars can make eye-popping paydays in the tens of millions of dollars for a film, most most working actors who aren't household names earn far less. Roughly 80, 87% of SAG-AFTRA members earn less than $26,000 a year. 87%, that's huge from acting according to figures widely cited by uh, all the members coming together, making them ineligible for health coverage through the union. Nationally, actors' median pay last year was nearly $18 an hour, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, meaning half of all actors earn less and half earn more. In California, the average hourly pay for actors is $27.73, while in New York it's $63.39. Such hourly rates could translate into a lucrative payday if applied to full-time work. However, as acting work is usually intermittent and not year-round, most actors earn very little, and many hold other jobs in addition to acting. Actors who manage to reach the very highest pay levels do make bank, with a top percent making an hourly rate of $109 an hour. So that's a lot of money, but like we said last week when we were talking, you have to pay your uh, your fees to the union, to, to pay your taxes, to you have to pay your agents and anyone that works for you that helps make you appear and be around in the positions that you can be for acting. Um, and cost of living is significantly different in these areas. Um, so anyway, that's a lot to talk about. Basically, they are asking for a lot. Now, apparently, sag is asking for an 11% increase in fees, and they were given back. Uh, they were offered five percent. Um, they were also asking for, I think, an eight percent increase in uh, residuals from the initial contracts for streaming, which isn't that much, but uh, that was to make up for the cost of what they would get from repeat views. So instead, actors would get more of a lump sum instead of over time. So there's a lot of information here on what's going on. Basically, they're not getting paid well, and um, AI is creeping in and taking jobs. Um, people need to be able to afford to take care of themselves. So that's basically what it comes down to. And, and you have scary things like the very last, now they've met since, but right before the strike, the very last thing where they offered them 5% and I think uh, three or something for the residuals, uh, an increase, I should say, there was there's tiny like stuff inside that. There's more than just the money thing. Like inside that, there was a clause that the studios could take a uh, background actor, pay them for one day of work where they scanned them digitally, and then could use their digital appearance as a background actor forever without ever having to pay them any more money. Like that kind of stuff needs to be addressed and. What's the difference if they if the studio does that, or if the studio just uses AI to create a generic human being as a background actor? Like, if AI can create a second David Moulton, why can't AI just make a new like person out of scratch? 
convince AI is not at the point where it can con- convincingly make a new person. Mm-hmm. It, AI, what AI does, and that's one of the big problems artists are having with it, is it it's not creative. What it is is it takes from an existing pool of things and then randomizes and puts it back together. Yeah, and that's why a lot of like artists, like actual like visual artists, are their art is being scanned into these databases and then reused without giving them credit. Yeah. So anyway, that's a lot of information on that. Um, I think I can do it in shorter. Yes. You want the short version? Yeah, yeah. What's that? Everybody, both sides, yeah, wants more money. Yeah. And there's two fundamental dynamics that have never been at play in the history of cinema or TV, which is the role of streaming and the role of AI. Yeah. So in, in many ways, it's a traditional um, deadlock in terms of like, oh, well, we want more money. We want to give you less money. You know, oh, I want 11%. I'll give you 5%. I want 10%. I'll give you 5.5%. Like there's, those are sort of typical negotiations that have been hammered out as long as unions have ever existed. But what makes this one especially challenging is the, the confluence of streaming, which challenges, has a whole new landscape, as you very well articulated the difference between watching Seinfeld on Netflix versus watching Seinfeld on good old WGAL. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those are two total, from a business point of view, those are two totally different propositions. And the the role of streaming in paying actors and writers and apparently FX guys and gals um, has never been addressed. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to, we're trying to deal with that and then also trying to deal with the advent of AI. Yeah. So in many ways it's a traditional strike. Oh, we want more money. We want to give you less money, but it's complicated by two dynamics that in the history of our industry have never been They're right. new. Right. So that's my short version. And my word of warnings to both sides is right now it might seem like mo money, mo jiggy, but once <laughs> you get that money, and very quickly become mo money mo problems. Right, as you and I both know. Uh, yeah. From how rich we've gotten from yeah. doing the podcast. At the beginning, right. we're like, oh, mo money mo yeah. jiggy. Now yeah, right. Mo Let's money, do it. Problems. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I was just talking to a kid this morning. I swear to God, it's a true story. Fifteen-year-old boy. Oh boy. Hit me up for a fundraiser, and I'm like, this is great because I really appreciate that because I got all these stacks of money in my backyard. I did not know what I was going to do with them. <laughs> I've seen it. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. At one point, I was like, "You're gonna burn that?" Right. Like, it's kind of a hazard. <laughs> right. It's getting in the way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. I appreciate Tony uh, bringing this up, and I really appreciate you uh, presenting such a thorough, uh, detailed assessment. I mean, yeah. it's a big deal. It's a really big deal. I I saw a headline recently. I'm sure everybody saw the same headline that they have new round of talks scheduled. And I think when this topic first came up, we said the conventional wisdom is they wrap this up by Labor Day. Um, I hope that's true. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to our last segment just quickly here. What are you doing? What are you watching? What's your world outside of the theater look like these days? Kayla and Amy and I are back on Only Murders in the Building. Did the new season start? Season three dropped oh. the first two episodes on Hulu, and it is great. Nice. Stars. It, it introduces Paul Rudd Oof. and also Meryl Streep. Both of whom are, well, Meryl Streep is a legend, right? Yeah. I mean, Paul Rudd's great and everybody loves him, but he's not old enough yet to be a legend. Meryl Streep is, and she's amazing in the role. So, I have to figure out how I'm going to watch this. Yeah, this is really good. On the other end of the spectrum, 
we got Gal Gadot in a new oh yeah thriller called Heart of Stone. Any good? No. Really? Well, I can't see all these praises for it today. When I was yeah, the news I, I, was like, I might I, I might be a little premature in my opinion because I turned it off after a little while. Maybe I wasn't. Maybe I was too distracted. I wasn't settled in. I was doing other stuff. Maybe I didn't give it. Maybe I didn't give it a fair shake. Correct me if I'm wrong. Podcast at pencinema.com. But I started it and was not into it. Wow. I um, the last episode of the season for Strange New Worlds came out. And I haven't watched it yet, so mm. I'm jonesing to watch that. And I've been uh, continuing my watch through season five of Drag Race, which is quite entertaining. Yeah, that's about all I got going on. Okay. So, all right. Look, if you want to be a part of the mm. show, the best way to do that is to email us podcast at pensinema.com. That's a new email. Keep in mind. Yeah. Podcast at pensinema.com. Right. And and use it now while you have it because I don't want to spoil anything. But in two weeks, yeah. We're going to announce our new email. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right, so yeah. right now, though, you're still good with podcast at pencinema.com. Right. Cool. Cool. Now, say someone wants to support the show. Right. How would they go about doing that? Well, what a lot of people are doing is... I did hear about this. Yeah. yeah. You, you read about this. Yeah. They're writing letters to their editor. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's hard to get a letter written, or I mean published. But the way they're getting published is a snazzy headline. To the, to the little letter. And you know what the headline reads? What's that? Undoubted. Mm. Right? Because what editor is not going to want to print, you know, a little letter to the editor called Undoubted? Right. So you write that the title is Undoubted. And then what you do is you tell the David Moulton story. <laughs> you know, and then people are gripped. Yeah. You know, because how could you look away? Right. You know, you're telling this story. My God. My word. It's hey, a, girl. It's a dream. Yeah. And then at the very end, you say... Listen to the Penn Cinema podcast. They're tied in. Yeah. Wow. It's the old bait and hook. Wow. Bait and switch. Say you've already done that. Well, assuming you've already done that, then yeah. you, what you can do is you can go tell a friend. Oh, that's yeah. easy enough. Yeah. That's easy yeah. enough. All right. Well, once again, for the Penn Cinema podcast, I'm David Bolton. I'm Penn Ketchum. Take, Take care, care and party, party on. on. Thanks for joining us this episode. Our hosts would love to hear from you. To contact the show with your thoughts and reviews, email podcast at pencinema.com. This podcast is a production of Penn Cinema. Escape to the movies at Penn Cinema, featuring crisp digital projection, killer sound, reserved seating, and premium power recliners. With locations in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Wilmington, Delaware, and Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. Showtimes and tickets available at www.pencinema.com. <laughs>